Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Man to Man. Not only are we excited to have officially reached the quarter point of the 2019-2020 NBA season, but we know that everyone is ecstatic for Christmas, and so are we. With that being said, we will be giving out a $50 Christmas giveaway on Friday morning of this week, so stay tuned through the episode as we'll be explaining furthermore on how you can enter to have a chance to win. As always, this is your co-host, Andy Elliott. And alongside your co-host, Liam the hoop star nash mr hoop star nash we hope everyone enjoyed our sit down with rob marbury last week as he had a chance to tell us his story and where he's at now in his professional basketball career but baby we're back to business this week so we have a lot to talk about with that being said my guy let's get after it All right, Andy, we're going to start this episode off with a little thing I like to call the trade frenzy. Mr. Frenzy, how are you, good sir? We're now officially open to have trades happen in the NBA starting this week. And there's probably a lot of moves that are going to be made this trade frenzy season, I would say. But I think we should just go down. I got I made a little list of about three people that I think for sure will be three on. Three of your NBA crushes, shall I add. But I think we're going <laughs> to... These three people, I I no doubt, will be moved by the end of this trade deadline, early February, I believe it is. And I think everybody knows Kevin Love, right? He's right. he's not he's not fitting into that role as a Cavalier this season. <laughs> the, Cleveland, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers are in that building stage, and you know Kevin Love. He's he's a vet in this league with Beeline as a new head coach. He's just not fitting in to that system right now. So he definitely could be an asset that a contending team could use to make that big playoff push. The biggest team I think will make a move, regardless of who it's for, is are the Celtics. And I think the Celtics could use somebody like Kevin Love, a big to stretch the floor. They do need another big guy alongside maybe the Entis Kanders but on the other hand they would have to probably give up one of their wing players and my first choice for them is probably Marcus Smart move on from his career at the Celtics that would be a smart move there you go that's <laughs> that's funny right there that's good but yeah I think they'll have to give up probably Marcus Smart maybe a draft pick or maybe like Carson Edwards or even my man Taco Fall even though he is another no player. don't give up talk Right. But yeah, I think they could definitely use somebody like Kevin Love. I also am looking at the Blazers. I think the Blazers could also use a Kevin Love in their system as well. Well, alongside Carmelo Anthony, you put Carmelo at the three, got K-Love at the four, then Hassan at the five. Right. And then, of course, their backcourt of Dame Dollar and McCollum. I think that would be pretty 
pretty dangerous starting five if you look at it. They would also have to give up, you know, a couple of young players possibly, and of course the draft picks there. But if they could make that happen, for sure, that would be a scary looking team right there. I think, yeah, maybe go in for like a Kent Bazemore, like a Simon, their rookie that they have, maybe alongside a couple of other first round draft picks. What about the Heat? I think the Heat, I don't know if you had this in your list or not, but I think the Heat, as good as a team they are now, could make a good push for a guy like a Kevin Love as well. Yeah, I could definitely see the Heat for sure alongside Jimmy Buckets over there. They also need kind of a a stretch forward to spread the floor out a little bit. And somebody like Kevin Love coming to that young, young team right now in that veteran role that is a world champion, I think he would fit in very, very well with that core that they have. But on the flip side, they probably would have to give up somebody like a Kendrick Nunn maybe or one of those other rookies that they have. Say a Kendrick Nunn, maybe a Damian Jones, or not a Damian Jones, a Kendrick Nunn, or um, is it Damian Jones? Tyler Hero. So yeah, Tyler um, Hero, the- Damian Jones, Kendrick Nunn, maybe like a fir- another first round draft pick. I think they want to keep Hero though. Yeah, because he's, he's a stud. I love that guy. You never know with Kevin Love. On the other hand, he could probably stay in, in Cleveland and finish out the season and then make a move during the offseason. You never know. It's still so early with all this, so they're just rumors now. Right, right. The next big guy I have on my list is Drew Holiday from the Pelicans. Drew! I think for him... The Pelicans were kind of in the offseason getting all the young players from the Lakers, getting Zion, kind of had the mentality of we're going to try to make a playoff push this year. Obviously, as we can see, they have not been able to accomplish any sort of start just being terrible this year. And somebody like Drew Holiday is also a veteran. He's getting a little older, probably just peaked his prime, but he could also be a very valuable asset to a contending team. And moving forward for the Pelicans, I don't see them moving forward with him at the helm of of their offense. And so I think somebody like Drew Holiday could definitely end up with the Heat just because they don't have that point guard position filled with Gordon Dragic. Dragic's a little overrated, isn't he? Well, he's coming off an injury. He wasn't all... What's he got right now? I have no idea. But yeah, he was an all-star, but I don't think long-term the Heat are thinking that he's going to be their point guard, but if they could bring on somebody like Drew Holiday for sure. For sure. The other team I have for Drew Holiday, I think the Bucks could possibly make a run for Drew Holiday just because Bledsoe is out. They don't really have a true point guard. And the Bucks are right on that verge of being an NBA championship caliber team. And if they added somebody like Drew Holiday... I think it would turn some heads and definitely would uh, be able to make that push late, late in the playoffs. I don't know, man. You would have to trade Bledsoe, maybe like one of the Lopez brothers, maybe even a George Hill or like a DiVincenzo. I think the, the Pelicans would want a lot from a Bucks team that is obviously the best in the NBA right now. For sure. But I think at the end of the day, Drew Holiday is coming off an expiring contract. So the value for what they'll get in return might be a little bit lower just because they want to get some type of value for him so he doesn't just leave the team, you know, in, in the offseason and they don't get anything back for him because I don't think he wants to stay in New Orleans. I think he wants to kind of roll back like Kimba did and go to, you know, a big market team and a contender and turn some heads. I can see that. Andre Drummond is the last guy on my list. They have a good front court with, you know, D. Rose and Blake Griffin, but they haven't been producing record-wise and being established. So I think 
a lot of other teams want Andre Drummond on their team. They could definitely use an Andre Drummond. As we can see, like the Celtics, they need a big to help um, solidify the paint and help on the board. And somebody like Andre Drummond, I think the Celtics are really looking at him to fill that missing piece. Dwayne Casey, step up your game, young blood. You about to lose somebody absolutely crucial that's in the league right now. Andre Drummond to the Celtics would make it very, very scary in the East. Drummond, you got uh, alongside like a Gordon Hayward, a Jason Tatum, uh, a Marcus Smart, Kimba. It'd be scary, but I bet some of those guys would have to go to the Pistons. Like these guys that want to get off these teams and these gyms that are working for these GMs that are working for these teams, they're going to obviously want more than what they're giving, right? That's how it goes all the time. So a lot of these trades, that's why it's, you know, it's early talking about this, but I don't think anything's going to really happen until one team receives more than they're, exactly. they're giving out. And especially with Drummond, he's, I mean, he's a dominant player. If he was on a better team, you could be possibly talking about, in my case, I would think pushing him B for the best big man in the game. You never know. But on the Celtics front, you do need somebody to match up against Embiid and Miles Turner and even Gasol in the playoffs. And right now, they really are lacking in that area. Give up somebody like a Marcus Smart and his cantor, like a bundle of their young players, you know, like a Taco, a Carson Edwards. I think the only real team to make a run for Andre is the Celtics. That's a good point, uh, you know, at least up until the trade deadline, because the Celtics are the only team that could really benefit in the East from this acquisition. They really need a big, like you said, to match up against those kind of guys in the playoffs. So I couldn't really see any other team besides the Celtics or another big market team that has a couple of really good players to give to the Pistons right. for that trade. And like, I mean, you hit it. It's just so early. And that's why I feel like it's a little shaky, like guaranteeing like this guy's going to go here because we really don't know. No trades usually happen on day one of the open season for trade. So it usually takes one team to kind of get that ball rolling. And I think maybe the Celtics could make a push for all the other teams to kind of fall in line with that. Should we talk some money? Some money, huh? I love me some money. I need some more money. We're going to be talking about real estate. None of this, all this boring trade deadline, it can wait. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's talking about it. So I guess we'll talk a little bit about it. Some of our listeners have reached out and be like, hey, talk about the trade deadline. I don't know much about it. I don't really care much about it until it actually happens. We're going to talk some off-court basketball. Christmas seems to come a bit early this year for a few of our NBA players as homes are being purchased and being put back on the market. You ready for this? We've not, we haven't done anything like this so before. So we're talking ready? about real estate, huh? We're talking about real estate. Nothing that I have, nothing that I will own in the future, but I, hey, I can fantasize a little right. bit, right? Let me hear. What, what we got out here for me? Let me fantasize about this home real quick we got csi creator anthony zuiker i don't know if i'm saying that right give me a break coach csi creator anthony zuiker he sold his pad in malibu to atlanta hawks forward mr hoopstar can you take a guess who uh, probably what Trey Young is it what who is that chandler parsons is his knee okay get him in surgery immediately coach He's back, in, like he plays in the NBA. I thought he like retired or something. My man is in the NBA. His ass is feeling real hot on that seat at the end of the bench. I'll tell you that right now for the Atlanta Hawks, worst team in the NBA. This guy is irrelevant, coach. He bought this pad for $9.5 million. Parson, literally, bro, you are one of the most irrelevant players in the league ever since you left the Rockets back in 2014. I guess he wants to make a name for himself in the news in some other way, shape, or form. But here's the thing, Hoop. Here is the thing, my guy. Where did this man get all this money, you might ask? I don't know. Is he selling his body on the internet or what? 
He's selling his soul, brother. He is selling Sayang. The Memphis Grizzlies, bro. He what? signed a f- the Memphis Grizzlies signed a Parson, remember? A couple years ago. A four-year, $94 million deal in the wasteful, wasteful summer of 2016 as they envisioned him to be a successful leader alongside my guy, Mr. Mike Conley and Mark Gasol, but ended up only playing in 95 games over three seasons due to him having multiple knee surgeries. So they wanted to sign him. That's where he got all that money. He didn't even play the fourth year. I think after every practice he was like you know what i gotta get surgery this is the only way out i know i'm garbage coach i mean that man is getting paid getting paid one of the highest contracts in the nba a couple years ago i mean this crib is 1.4 acre property it includes a saltwater swimming pool hot tub tennis court basketball court 5555 square foot floor plan with a two-story entry a semi-circular living room a dining room with tray ceilings and five bedrooms you might ask what that looks like i have no idea brother-in-law all right we're gonna switch off to Kawhi, the mr fun guy Kawhi gives himself a shorter commute to the Staples Center, baby, after buying a penthouse at the Ritz-Carlton residences in L.A. for about $7 million. This is per L.A. Times. This place is dope, bro. It's in the heart of downtown. It's a penthouse, 4,280 square feet. It's got features like a three-bedroom, wooden floors, walls of glass, two custom fireplaces, magnetic wall-mounted iPads for controlling smart home systems, and his robot calculation meets robot. <laughs> For controlling smart home systems, a rooftop swimming pool so the guy can chill and not talk to anyone, a fitness center and valet and concierge services among the building amenities. Kawhi, the fun guy, may I ask you, bro, what is going on in your life, my guy? Uh-huh. I'm a fun guy. Uh, I mean, it's just more questions you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. At last, I know, bro. He's going to be having a lot of parties up there. He's in back in L.A. He's feeling good. Last but not least, who? Rockets point guard. Can you guess who? My guy, Russell. Russell Westbrook. My guy, Russell Westbrook, man. Stop wearing girls' clothes, brother. He puts his home in Beverly Hills back up for sale for about $5.5 million. Maybe Russell is looking long-term in Houston, right? Right. Maybe that's a thing with James Harden. They're both boys since they're about eight years old, both playing ball. I was looking at Russell on TMZ the other day. He was actually caught chilling at his rooftop pad in Beverly Hills while he was supposed to be at a practice. And even his wife was like, his wife was telling TMZ how he was responding to to her saying that he was at Six Flags with his little brother. He doesn't even have a little brother, coach. He, he was got caught on TMZ saying, hey, Russ, heard you was lying to your wife. He said, I don't even know who Jamaica is, bro. I said, hold up. We got two problems here. How is her name Jamaica? And how is that not another country in the U.S.? What does that even mean? I have no idea, my guy. So we're going to go into the game of the week, Bucks and Lakers, Lakers in Milwaukee, and Bucks end up winning this game, 111-104. They officially showcase their dominance hoop by becoming the best team in the NBA. This was the most watched game since opening night. Giannis with a career high, five three-pointers, ended the game with 34 points, 11 rebounds, my guy. You are getting buckets. Board man gets paid. Bucks aren't getting any worse, my guy. Giannis is shooting 45% on three-pointers in December as he 
only shot 29% on threes in October and November. He dunked on Anthony Davis with about two minutes left in this game. I know you saw it. Put a big exclamation mark on this game. Liam, I don't know what you were saying last episode. But what were you saying about how they were they weren't the best in the East, let alone the NBA? They're better than the Lakers. The Sixers are better, but the Sixers just lost to the Mavs at home without Luka. I don't know. What you got, my guy? All right, so hold, pump the brakes a little bit here because this is where I still don't see them being the best team, still not even in the East and definitely not in the NBA, just because the Lakers had five games in a row on the road. They were tired. I mean, it just the feeling for them was just not that, not there the whole entire game. My guy has no idea what he's saying <laughs> right now, Coach. I still think the Lakers are going to be the best team finishing out the season in the NBA. And then, again, I don't think the Bucks roster-wise is, is good enough to compete against the East, especially not the 76ers for seven games. They're not going to win four games against the 76ers right now if their roster stays the same right now. There's just no way. I don't... If you have a guy that's jumping and dunking from the free throw line, I think you automatically give them the win. You can't stop a guy like that. He's unstoppable. No, no. You ever seen the movie uh, Space Jams? Yeah, I've seen Space Jam. <laughs> okay, never mind then. He's like Michael in the... In the no, in no, the, no. All right, we're not going to put don't that do in all there. that. Don't do all that. We're I not, just, all right, all right. I just think... I think the Bucks aren't quite there and they do like we were talking earlier about the trades i think they do need to make a push for one more good player to make and solidify their spot in the east and then we can talk about them possibly being the best team in the nba i still don't think they're the best team in the east and if they make another trade or something like that and get another good player and round out that roster then yes possibly they could be the best in the east and match up against my Lakers over there that I have going all the way. But you never know. Time will only tell on this one, right? Folks, we're going to have to take a five-minute break. I'm on 1%. Thank you. Alrighty, guys. Sorry about that. We are back. My phone always dies on me. I don't know what's going on. Got to get that new battery. Got to get that iPhone, whatever, right? That's how they do it. They jip you like that. So we're going to move forward on this. Uh, Liam, Mr. Hoopstar, do you like posters? Yeah, I got a, you like posters, I got a right? couple posters, yeah. Got a couple. Do you think Kevin Love likes posters? Yes, I think Kevin Love likes posters. Uh, it has to be of Ja Moran's balls, that's for sure. I think that's the only poster he likes. He got that whole private part on the left side of his face. He's got a rash now. People are kind of wondering what's going on with him. He's kind of gushing yellow stuff now recently out of his face. He's not playing. <laughs> He's on load management. Yeah, it was fucked. It was fucked up. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Boring-ass game. Cavs, Grizzlies play the other night, last Friday night. Cavs need to trade Kevin Love to another team. We talked about this, but hold the brakes. I don't know if any other team wants that rash on their team, you know? Ja Morant out of nowhere gives a nice little crisscross. Let me give you an applesauce if you're thirsty. You don't drink applesauce. <laughs> you don't drink applesauce, but you can, you know do other weird things with it you know crisscross applesauce right into the middle of the lane he said coach there's the free throw line do you want me to get fouled and go no no no, wait i got a better idea let me just jump from the free throw line and air gaze and sky over kevin love unfortunately he misses the dunk 
dude's going brazy with it and you know people still got the picture of it of him in the air he almost looks like jordan in the air it's probably the closest thing i've seen since that jordan dunk it was insane kevin love after the end of the game said honestly ja morant almost ruined my nba professional basketball career and i think ja morant tweeted at kevin love saying man i can give you round two if you want it on the right side (laughs) if he would have made that dunk three things would have happened bro he would have either had to retire come out of the closet right right or just go to the GM and say, get me out of here. Like straight I can't up. even walk in this facility again, right? Right, right. He's got to, yeah, I mean, and like, I don't know, man. It's actually, it's actually kind of sad to watch. Look his Instagram up. He's literally got like, his face <laughs> is like green, bro. It's weird. Anyways, we'll probably see more of that from Ja for the years and years to come. He's going to be an all-star. We talked about him a lot already in man-to-man. Young stud in the wall. There's a TV right there. Jaws on that wall. Um, that's a slide, coach. But we're going to talk about this Christmas giveaway here. So we're going to tell you guys how you can enter to win our $50 on Friday morning, two days after Christmas. Here are the rules. You must be a follower on our Instagram page must like and comment on our latest Instagram post and within that comment, tag two of your friends to have a chance to win. We will randomly pick a winner on Friday morning this week. Like I said, we have to thank you guys and we have to give back in some way, shape, or form. And I promise you this is not the last time that we will be giving something back to you guys like this. Right. We just thought we would do this just because the support has been tremendous. You guys have been grinding with us right alongside of us. So we just thought we would give back and, you know, jump into that uh, holiday feeling and give away some money here. But with that, we are going to transition into... Our Pacers segment. Yeah, man. Let's talk about the Pacers. We had a good, good week as a whole, really starting to get things rolling. I think everyone kind of found their role on that team. We have our first group, then we have our second group coming in. We look good, man. But at the same time, we're still flying under that radar. Um, You know, currently on a five-game winning streak right now. So listen, guys, if you need a Pacer blanket, if you need a pillow, I got you. Keep sleeping, baby. Pacer Nation. Here we go. We're going to talk about the Lakers this was our biggest game this season we beat the lakers i know guys i know no ad but guess what no mr victor olo ono either this is probably our biggest win of the season even bigger than the celtics win last week we win this one on a close one 105 102 we're led by my guy Domanta sabonis with another double double 26 points 10 rebounds he's making it look easy my guy Malcolm Brogdon growing the mustache out, controlled the tempo down the stretch to seal the victory. 14 points, 6 assists. Not a bad game by Broggy. And even though the Lakers were without AD, this was a statement game for our Pacers. Coming off a big win in the Celtics in the East, we get another big win against the best team in the West. And the thing that kind of just hit me the wrong way, I was a great win. I mean, I was hyped. I was calling you throughout the game and stuff and like, hey, we got a chance to beat them. Like, we're going to do it and blah, blah. But when I woke up the next morning, I always, you know, wake up and turn my TV on to ESPN to see if I missed anything through the night or if there's any breaking news. And they were running their segment. We didn't even get mentioned that we beat the Lakers. If the best team in the NBA, most times when they get beat, they would, you know, breaking news or this was a great win for the Pacers. Nothing. They didn't even say that er, the Pacers won and the Lakers lost. All right. No media coverage. That's just how everybody looks at the Pacers in the in the national news. They just don't pay attention to us. 
I don't mind it because when we do play teams and we do put a smackdown on them like we did, you know, it's nothing new for us because we we're used to it. I hear you. I hear you. Especially once Victor gets back, I think we're going to be looking pretty well. So next, the Kings come to Banker's life. These games are games where we should absolutely dominate. And that's exactly what we did. Good teams take care of teams like this. Not really a close game. We end up beating them by 14 points, 119-105. We see my guy, Mr. TJ Warren, took over the game early to get the Pacers the early lead. And from there, my guy, we ain't looking back. Miles Turner finally starting to contribute and, you know, be relevant on this team again. After taking a couple games off, I don't know what was his problem, but he's starting to, you know, get back into his groove. I mean, we knew that we were going to win and took care of business, like you said. The only thing, though, with this game, Sabonis does stop his 13-game double-double streak. But he was very, very close in getting that 14th double-double in a row. He had 15 points and 9 rebounds. Sometimes at the end of the game, just let my guy get that. Let him get the rebound, coach. Yeah, come on, Miles Turner. I know you. I know you have four there. You probably, you probably took one from Sabonis. I know how it is. But our last game this week was against the Bucks. Very disappointing showing. It stops our five-game winning streak. I don't even know if we should even mention this. I guess we're gonna have to. First time we played the Bucks, we got blown out by twenty plus. Second time we played the Bucks. We get blown out by 20 plus. We just. But the thing is, the first time we were without Brogdon and a couple of right, our other right. players, this time we have everybody healthy, but we can't beat a team like this. This is where I'm like, we absolutely need a Victorello Depot or someone else to help us beat teams like this because that game last night, I was frustrated the whole time, especially the second half. We don't look good. We don't look good against these teams. And why are we playing Edmund Sumner, a rookie who looks like honestly garbage and then a go guy why was he our first round draft pick he looks absolutely insane out there he's clueless doesn't know whether to set a pick he'll get a pick and pop at the free throw line get the ball and he'll shoot a brick (sighs) frustrating to watch i mean we started that game off 10 to 0 i think it was 11 or 12 to 0 or 12 to 3 we looked really good coming out early but from there it just was like a, a downhill slide and the thing is, for the Bucks, Antis Antetokounmpo did not like break out in a game. He only had 19 points, or he had 18 points and 19 rebounds. I guess that's a big game, but nobody on their team was just like scoring buckets. As a team, we just didn't make shots is what it came down to it. You just nailed the coffin right there. 19 rebounds. How many second chance offensive shots is that, let alone just from Giannis rebounding the ball? I think he had about 10 offensive rebounds right there, 9 or 10. It just gives them more chances to score the ball. Yes, we were playing like shit the second half and couldn't make any shots. There was a lid over the rim. But yeah, that's what it comes down to, second chance. Second chance points is the biggest thing in the NBA to win a game. Doesn't matter if you're good or not. Second chance points. You got to rebound some of these guys. That's why I get so frustrated. Don't know how to go back to the fundamentals, box the guy out, and get the damn rebound. We got to do a lot better at that. I agree with you. I think that's going to do it for episode nine. Hopefully we'll get back on track the Pacers on Monday night against the Raptors. Go follow our page on Instagram at Man to Man Podcast. Again, you're going to have to be a follower and comment on our latest Instagram post. And within that comment, tag two of your friends. Get them on board along with you. And we'll pick a winner on Friday morning. But with that, we will catch you next week. Go help us out, guys. Need some more cloud out here. Come on. I know you're looking. Pacer Nation, baby. Ah! <laughs>